The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Is it going to be Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman? Are we actually going to go with Ben Roethlisberger as a streaming quarterback this week to replace Joe Burrow or Terod Taylor or something? Uh, welcome to our waiver wire show as we get into Week Ten. And you know what? Week Nine, we we dogged you a little bit. We talked some smack about you, but you delivered with an exciting Monday night football finish, so we thank you very much for that. Pretty interesting developments there with the Bears offense. It looked really good, and maybe that's something that that uh, we can think about in Week 11 and beyond as they go into their bye week. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. Okay, Jamie, Waverometer, where does this one rank? Uh, where does this week rank? Zero to ten. Uh, six and a half. Six and a half. All right, Dave, how about you? How, how enthusiastic are you about this week's waiver? Straight four. 4.0. Really? Yeah. Not exciting. No, come on. I like it. I like it. We got, you got some rookie wide receivers that are doing well. There are three starters you can pick up this week that will, you can go right into your lines. And they are? Devontae Freeman. Bam. Brandon Ayuk. Mm, really? Yeah. Okay. And Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold. Ayuk right into your lineup. One of my favorite waiver wire pickups this week. Haven't even been named yet. Ooh, who are they? Jordan Howard, who I think can also go right near your lineup this week. And Logan Thomas, who, if he gets the chance to play, would be better than Dan Arnold. No, but he's good. Yes. <laughs> no, he's better than Dan Arnold. You know, Logan Thomas is uh, one of two players. I might as well just mention this right now. Schedule alert. Woo! Logan Thomas got the Bucks this week. They're 21st against tight ends. It's really the, the fantasy playoffs and week 14 as well. So 14, 15, 16, 17. The Raiders are 27th against tight ends. The Cowboys are 22nd. The Eagles... Oh, I'm sorry. There's more than that. The Eagles are 31st. The Cowboys again. The Eagles again. Is that right? Or did I screw that up? I know he has at least three games against the Eagles and Cowboys. Those are good matchups for tight ends. Let me just double check here. But bottom line it, is... I got it. Yeah, they're Dallas at Philly, Dallas, Philly. Okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> I thought it was a typo because their last four games are against two teams, uh, Dallas and Philadelphia. But those two teams... Well, stink. not including Week 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is the Giants. Right. They're, those two teams stink against tight ends. And Vegas, they play in Week 13. Even worse against tight ends. Worse than Dallas, anyway. So, Logan Thomas, beautiful schedule coming up in a few weeks, uh, and not not terrible this week either. And the other one uh, is Elijah Moore. You know, this week against Buffalo, but then Miami's 31st, Houston's 22nd, later on the Saints 29th, Miami. Five of his next six opponents after the Bills game uh, will rank 22nd or worse against wide receivers. So that's Elijah Moore and Logan Thomas with good schedules. All right, we got Houston, Chicago, Cincinnati, and the Giants on by this week. 
Jamie and Dave, it seems like we can have a little bit of disagreement here. I like that. Give me the top three waiver wire priorities, three or four, whatever you want. Jamie, go ahead. I just gave them to you. All right, give them again. <laughs> give them again. Devontae Freeman, Brandon Ayuk, and Dan Arnold. Now, Ayuk, I think, is interesting that you call him right into your lineup. Facing the Rams, uh, you know, he's one of three pass catchers on the team. We don't know how the target's going to be distributed every week. But, yeah, I mean, you, a lot of faith in a guy who was basically a huge bust for eight, seven weeks. He was, but all you've heard out of San Francisco is he's doing all the right things, and he's back in good graces, in the good graces of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I would expect them to be probably chasing points and throwing in this game, much like we saw against the Cardinals. And I also think you just look at um, his target opportunities the last two weeks, and it's a three-receiver league mostly that we're talking to. And so I think he's a, he's a top 36 wide receiver probably the rest of the season. And uh, as far as Devontae Freeman goes, is he what kind of must pro- start as long as Latavius Murray's out? Yeah, sixty-four percent rostered. I mean, are, are we thinking that he's a must start or a probably start at least rest of season? Yes. Uh, not rest of season because I want to see what happens when Murray comes back. But you would anticipate at this point that he's going to be the lead running back for the Ravens. But it's still going to be a committee. Um, but as long as Murray's out, I think you see that he's the best guy. He played the most snaps of any Ravens running back this season in the game last week. Obviously, he went to overtime, so take that into account. But um, they're leaning on him, and he's delivering. You know, it's it's somewhat fluky because of the the two previous games, how he got to his production. But the fact that he had the 13 carries, 79 yards, uh, still a factor in the passing game. It's going to be inconsistent, but at least for this week, with Latavius Murray, who was considered a, a DMP on Monday in their walkthrough, it's a good opportunity against the Dolphins to trust him. Yeah. All right, and Dave. it's a homecoming game for him, Jamie. Coming sure. back to South Florida. Yep. Yeah, three overtime games, by the way, for the Ravens this year. So they kind of like overtime. Dave, who are your top priorities? Freeman's going to be first. He's available in 35% of leagues, so he makes Jamie's threshold of being available in the majority. Not the majority, but in plenty of leagues. If he's out there, get him. If not, I like Jordan Howard next up at running back. He would be my second priority, but it's not a rest of season thing. It's pretty much a week 10 thing. Here's a running back that's going to get a decent amount of work. Matchup isn't terrible. He's been finding the end zone. Logan Thomas would be third. I've got some trust issues with the receivers that we'll talk about. Maybe by the end of the podcast, I can be talked into one of those receivers over Logan Thomas, especially since we don't know for sure that Logan Thomas is coming back this week. It just seems like he's on track, too. Okay, and the receivers, Ayuk, Bateman, and Elijah Moore, probably going to be the top priorities. I, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones oh, Gallup. deserves right. some. Who is it? James said Gallup. You said Peoples-Jones. Gallup should be in there. Peoples-Jones should be considered. I don't think he's going to be the top guy, but he should be considered in like the top three at wide receiver. Now, what if Beckham is around? Would you take Beckham over basically everyone you've said? Well, I mean, at the time of us recording this, yes. Uh, By the time people are listening to this, maybe not. You know, it's going to depend on where he ends up. You know, if he gets claimed off waivers, which we'll find out today, then it could be a messy situation. Like, I don't want to see him in Seattle. That's the last place I want to see him go. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if he ends up with, uh, you know, a team that's going to feature him, you know, like to the extent of having a good quarterback, also not that Russell Wilson's not, but he's not going to get featured there. So I just want to see him end up someplace where the target share is going to be decent and the quarterback play is going to be good. And so those places are few and far between at this point, but you know we'll find out. Alex Collins and Devontae Freeman are both available on your waiver wire. Who do you add? Freeman. Freeman with the news that Chris Carson could be back this week. Okay, so we've got 
For Jamie, the top priorities are Devontae Freeman, Brandon Ayuk, Dan Arnold. For Dave, it's Devontae Freeman, Jordan Howard, and Logan Thomas. You can hear from Chris and Heath about this subject tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. I'll be joining them. We'll have an hour of live uh, coverage, live uh, waiver wire talk, and uh, or whatever you want to talk about. It's a Q&A on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. If you haven't, hopped on. They're fun. You know, very laid back and uh, just taking questions for an hour, talking about wacky stuff and mostly fantasy football. But that's 8 p.m. Eastern uh, tonight, Tuesday night. Also, we have a Thursday afternoon stream at 2 p.m. Eastern and Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. until kickoff to answer your questions. All of this and all of our podcasts are on video. A lot of them are live. Most actually, pretty much all of them are live. Uh, YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. So how much fab are we talking for, let's say, Devontae Freeman, Jamie? Oh, not much. Uh, I would say, you know, none of these guys are more than 15%. Really? Even Freeman? Yeah, because, I mean, Murray could return. So if you're just looking at a one-week scenario, then you spend what you need to spend. But if Murray's back, then it's going to get messy. Yeah, we kind of talked about this on the show. I mean, Murray's been so bad that maybe they just... Not in the Ravens' mind, though. I don't know. Until he got hurt, he was their lead guy all the way through. I, I, yeah, that, I know, but he was on the... Yeah, uh, what a... The problem is, is that couldn't Murray work in the bully role and short yardage goal line and take some valuable touches away from Devontae Freeman? I don't... Never I would play Freeman course, if yeah. I'm Baltimore, but... I would I mean, too, I, but we're not well, Baltimore. Harbaugh. If I were Baltimore, I wouldn't have signed Murray in the first place. Well, they needed something when they went... They should have got Freeman first. He's turned out to be better. Yeah, but Freeman looks slow in, in camp with the Saints. So, I mean, he's he's done a nice job. Okay. Le'Veon looked good last week, too. All right, so not a big break the bank on your fab week. I, I well, wonder... The guy I would actually spend the most on would be Ayuk. I think it depends on what you need. If you're really... If, if you're desperate for a running back, I think you should be open to spending more than 15 on Devontae Freeman. You, you shouldn't, but it just depends how desperate you are, how much fab you have left. And if you really need a receiver, Ayuk would be that guy. If you really need a tight end, eh, you're not going to spend a lot of fab on <clears throat> Thomas because there's other tight ends that you can go and grab anyway. But I, I, I feel like this is, a, this is a need week for the waiver wire. There isn't a slam dunk number one guy that you should just run out, make your top waiver claim, spend your fab on, nothing like that. I think, it's, I think you need to just look at big picture. What do you need? If not for the next few weeks, fine. Just for week 10, go out and get who you need. Now, for the players who are in deeper leagues, who say, Devontae Freeman's not available in my league, you know? Beckham, what are you, crazy? Who should they be targeting this week, guys? Dave, why don't you kick that off? Who are the deep league guys? So does Jordan Howard count as a deep league guy because he's available in 62% of leagues? Yeah, I think so. That would be the running back that I would gravitate toward if I needed somebody for this week. I don't know what's happening with the Patriots running backs, whether or not Stevenson and Harris are you know, going to remain in the concussion protocol or if they're going to clear out of there. But in the scenario that they both do not play this week against the Browns, then Brandon Bolden and J.J. Taylor, talk about deep league guys, Bolden's available 82% of leagues, Taylor literally 99% of leagues, he's available. They would both see quite a bit of work if those other two running backs are out. If one of them comes back, that makes Taylor a non-issue, and it probably puts Bolden into a passing downs role only like we're used to him seeing. Those would probably be the top two slash three guys. And if you don't want to mess with the Patriots running backs and you're looking at 
Ty Johnson, Le'Veon Bell running back. Uh, you mentioned wide receiver. Elijah Moore makes a ton of sense there. He's available in 86% of leagues. You would put him ahead of every you'd put him out of everybody if you needed a wide receiver potentially for the rest of the season. But if you needed a, a wide receiver just for this week versus a running back, you'd probably take the running back first. Elijah Moore would be next up. And then um, Peoples Jones and Gallup would probably be right behind him. Okay, solid list. And Jamie, how do you feel about the Bears going into their bye, coming off some encouraging performances for Fields, Mooney with a huge game, Komet with a big game, Robinson with a pulse. Uh, it got hurt at the very end, but thinking with the bye, it'll probably be okay. I, I don't know that for sure. But um, how are you feeling about the Bears? And do you think Justin Fields could really have a, like just a huge second half. He looked really good last night. Should have had a really big game, had a touchdown pass called back that was ridiculous on a bad call. What, what, how do you feel about the Bears going in there by? Um, I'm not stashing Justin Fields unless it's a deeper league. You know, you can pick him up going into next week. So he could be a guy you want to, you know, maybe pick up Saturday, you know, if you just want to get ahead of it. But I don't think there's reason to hold him with some other guys you want to tinker with um, on your roster. Mooney's worth holding. You know, he's at 50% right now, so you can you can pick him up if you want to. Uh, he scored 12 or more PPR points in three of his last four games. Robinson, I'm dropping. I mean, I'm, I'm not holding on to him. You know, last night was was a sign of life, and he got you 10 PPR points. That's been his high so far this season, so <laughs> let somebody else deal with that headache. Jeez. So would you drop Darnell Mooney for Elijah Moore? Um, that's a good one. If I'm not starting more this week, I probably would hold on to Mooney just because I want to see what happens when Zach Wilson's back and what with Corey Davis expected to play this week. You know, so I hope that Moore continues to do what he's been doing, but he's done that with Davis on the sidelines and without Zach Wilson. You know, that's been kind of a bad formula for him with uh, the the actual starting quarterback and what still might be the number one receiver there. But um, if I'm not, if if I need somebody this week, clearly, then I'm going to take a chance with Moore. Okay. Let's talk about that amazing feeling when the package from Butcher Box arrives at your front door. Dave, is that was that like Christmas? I mean, it was there's so much food. Oh my gosh, and it's so good. Oh, it, it's funny you bring that up because when our Butcher Box came to our door for the very first time, I wasn't even home. My wife and kids went through the box and they were like, "This look what's in here. It's chicken wings, it's ribeye steaks, it's ground beef, it's like all this amazing stuff." And we had to jam pack it all into our freezer. We had a couple of leftovers. We shared it with a local charity. They were extremely grateful for it. And uh, they were they were totally excited to open up that box and see all the goodies inside. Yes, it was like Christmas. Yeah. And that's the thing. When you get your butcher box and you're going to go, everybody right now, you're going to go to butcherbox.com slash FFT and you're going to sign up and you're going to get a free turkey. So this is, I mean, look, you know, it's hard to get a turkey these days. So skip the line for your Thanksgiving turkey. ButcherBox is proud to give new members a free turkey. ButcherBox.com slash FFT when you sign up and you get yourself a free turkey in your first box. So that's actually a really, really nice advantage here. Um, and I'm going to tell you more about it in a second, but it's terrific and you need to make room in your freezer. <laughs> that's what you have to do because you're going to get yep. 9 to 11 pounds of food. But here's why I love ButcherBox. You know, when I've talked about other products, I love I love things that don't have, you know, harmful substances, things like that. So quality matters. This is high quality meat. Um, they source their meat with partners from with the highest standards for quality. And you don't have to look in the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef and free-range organic chicken and wild-caught seafood and more. So that's what you're getting with ButcherBox. Um, no antibiotics, no added hormones. 
You're getting eight, I said nine to 11, it's actually eight to 14 pounds of meat depending on your box type. That is enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh, shipped frozen for your convenience. I'm gonna tell you that the chicken, just the chicken breast is the best I've ever had. It is incredible. All the food is so good. And the kids, my kids never really were into ribeye steaks until our butcher box came. Yeah, it's top. And my son is like an amateur griller, like he loves grilling steaks. He marinated his steak, threw it on the grill, took one bite, loved it. Now he can't get enough ribeye. Neither can my daughter. They both really loved the uh, butcher box steaks that we got. Proud Papa over there. All right. So again, skip the lines for your Thanksgiving turkey. This holiday butcher box is proud to give new members a free turkey. Go to butcherbox.com slash FFT to sign up. That is butcherbox.com slash FFT to receive a free turkey in your first box. And seriously, like if anybody has any butcher box questions, send them to me on Twitter and I'll answer them as best as I can. We were really impressed with it. Yeah, it's awesome. I've had, I think, three or four boxes. It's really good. Not at once, though. Mm -hmm. That'd be too much. All right. News and notes. Yeah, I don't think my house is big enough. Uh, (laughs) Kyler Murray, not certain for this week. Russell Wilson will play. Chris Carson expected to practice this week. And uh, Wilson and Carson are going to be at the Packers. Tua Tungabailoa, uncertain for this week. Ball, uh, they have the Thursday game against Baltimore. Matt Rule not committing to Sam Darnold. He's okay. He's got the shoulder injury, but we don't know who's going to uh, start, even though Darnold seems It'll, healthy enough. I'd be surprised if it's Darnold. Okay. Terod Taylor is still the starter for Houston as they go into their bye. Trevor Lawrence expected to play. James Robinson expected to play. Chase Edmonds, high ankle sprain probably going to end up on IR. So, I I mean, we don't want that, but it's better than him. We do if we've got James Conner. We do if we need to put him in an IR spot, Holy too. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Dave mentioned the Patriots running backs, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris, both left with head injuries, so that's really one to monitor. Cleveland is a great run defense, though, so keep that in mind. Zach Moss, sure. concussion. Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I, could you say if Devin Singletary were available, is there a case for him to be the number one claim this week? Yep. Okay. Um, Johnu Smith left with an injury. Antonio Brown. Do you think Brown and Gronkowski play this week? No. Gronk, no. Brown, no. <laughs> okay, thanks. Will Fuller out this week. Preston Williams will play. T.Y. Hilton still in the concussion protocol. Um, some offensive line injuries. I won't get into all of it. Let's see if there's anything really pressing here. I think that, I know if you listen to the Monday show, you heard a lot of this, but when you look at the Chargers game, they're facing Minnesota. They'll be without Harrison Smith, most likely, starting safety. And you look at the Dolphins and Baltimore without Deshaun Elliott for the rest of the season, starting safety could be a pretty big deal. They've played two games without him. One game, it was Bridgewater and Locke. The other game, Carson Wentz threw for 400 yards. That's just the beginning of the Ravens' problems on defense. What else? Well, they played 88 snaps on Sunday, oh. and now they're playing on Thursday. Oh, yeah. it's a perfect tonic, though. Jacoby it's true. I, I'd like to think so, but even if if Tua plays, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins beat them. Whoa. I know it sounds crazy, but that defense is going to be gassed quickly. Okay. I hope Tua plays. And a couple of big... Packers defensive injuries, Eric Stokes and Kenny Clark, cornerback and defensive tackle. They left with injuries. We'll see if they can make it back for the Seattle game. I don't know the status is there. All right, let's look at the top three at each position. We haven't talked about any quarterbacks yet, which is pretty much the norm this year on the waiver wire. 
I guess we talked about Fields briefly. Jamie, top three quarterbacks. It's not a pretty group. This is the ugly position so far. Um, I go Roethlisberger one just because of the matchup with Detroit. Uh, Bridgewater two, and then Trevor Lawrence three if you're desperate, just with the hope that he does something against the Colts because they've been so bad. Just going to ask it. You can yell at me. That's fine. Are you starting any of them over Patrick Mahomes? No, 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 no. Okay. If someone had to say it. But you don't. You may not have Kyler. Uh, we don't have Burrow. Rodgers is still iffy. Rodgers, yeah. If he's if he's able to come back by Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, he'll play. Yeah, at this point, we expect him to play, but you just got to at least prepare just in case. What about Roethlisberger, Bridgewater over uh, over Jalen Hurts at Denver? No. No. And None of these guys are starters for me. Matt Ryan is 73% rostered. Is he a starter for you this week? He's definitely in the conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, so let's recap the running backs, top running backs. Hold on. There's one other quarterback we need to bring up. Go for it. Legendary quarterback, the man whose jersey is already literally in the Hall of Fame, Mike White of the Jets. <laughs> that is true. It is. Looks like he's going to play, and he's not like a top 12 guy, but I think I'd take him over Roethlisberger, to be honest. I'd take Bridgewater you'd start, ahead of him. You start White against the Bills as opposed to Roethlisberger against the- Because he's going to dink and dunk his way for four quarters and somehow come up with 300 yards and a touchdown the or under. two. Oh. Mm. Let's hope you don't have to start Not either. 400 yards the last time he played a full game. He did. And is Tredavious White playing for Buffalo? Because he got hurt late against Jacksonville. Don't know. And actually, they lost uh, another cornerback, Tavon Johnson. Tavon yeah. Johnson. So he's Taron a, Johnson. Taron, thank you. It's an R, not a V. Taron Johnson, whatever his name is. They lost him too. All right, running backs, Dave? What about him? My favorites? Mm-hmm. Freeman is one. Howard is two. And then uh, it, it's a toss-up after that between Latavius, whether or not he comes back, whether or not you want to sit on him until he does come back. Ramondre Stevenson, same thing. Like I, I feel like Stevenson will eventually matter, but it's a matter of him being healthy enough to play in Week 10 and whether or not Damian Harris is there. I don't have a really good answer for the third running back. All if right. you need a guy this week and for sure is going to play, is it Brandon Bolden? Is it Ty Johnson? Is it Le'Veon Bell? I mean, all three of them are crapola. I guess Bolden would be the one I would go after first, just in case Stevenson and Harris don't get cleared in time. Yeah, there's been a bit of a trend lately where whenever Stevenson plays, Bolden is useless. And when Stevenson doesn't play, Bolden's pretty pretty involved. But unfortunately, you know, the last time Stevenson didn't play, it was the Jets. They are literally the worst team against pass-catching running backs, and Bolden had a huge game, so I don't know what to make of that. But I, I do make that, that if Stevenson plays, you don't want anything to do with Brandon Bolden. If he, Stevenson doesn't play, it becomes more interesting. Now, Mark Ingram is someone we have well, not it, mentioned. I think Damian Harris's status matters a lot. Oh, of course. If Harris yeah. is out but Stevenson plays, then Stevenson could assume the Harris role and Bolden sticks with the passing downs. Oh, if Harris is out and Stevenson plays, I know, like I said, the Browns have a really good run defense, but I, I imagine you guys are going to be pretty high on Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I, I would. If I'm looking at it, so the way I have it in the story is I have Freeman one, Howard two, Stevenson three. Uh, if I'm looking long term, I would take Stevenson maybe over both those guys. Okay, certainly he's, over Howard. He's showing some stuff in both the passing game and the running game. Yeah, if I'm not he's playing Howard this week, I'm picking up Ramondre Stevenson. What'd you say, Dave? Yep. 
I said Stevenson's going to matter at some point. It might not be for a month, but he will matter. Okay. If you've got the bench spot to spare, he's the one to him or Murray. It just right. depends. Murray will matter sooner, I think. Let's talk about wide receivers, Jamie. Who are the top wide receiver priorities? Brandon Ayuk by far. Uh, and then after Ayuk, it would be Michael Gallup second. And then number three, if you wanted to start looking at prospects, would be Elijah Moore. Ayuk, Gallup, and Moore. And then I, I assume Bateman is kind of in that range. Bateman's four, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones is fine. Five. Okay. All right. I think you should let, and I've been the champion of Elijah Moore for a while, but I think you should let people overspend on him and let people go crazy with their number one waiver claim on him. If you if you get him, great. There's no problem with getting him. He only played 60% of the snaps last week. It was his highest since week three. When he's been with Mike White and Josh Johnson, 13 of 18 targets caught, 151 yards, two touchdowns with Zach Wilson, 22 targets, nine catches, 79 yards. So not even 10 yards per catch with Zach Wilson. And eventually Zach Wilson's going to come back. Eventually Corey Davis is going to come back. So there isn't a lot of excitement with Elijah Moore. I, I think he's a good player, but I'm not ready to sink 20% of fab or my number one waiver claim when it doesn't reset into him. I, Jamie's right about IU going first, uh, but I, I'm not sure if there's another slam dunk number two receiver that should go ahead of Moore. I just wouldn't. It's like what I said with AP last week. Wouldn't spend up to get him. Let somebody else do it. Somebody asked in the chat, Ayuk or Judy, rest of season in PPR. I'll take Judy. I'll take Ayuk. The uh, one how- issue with Ayuk is he's, he's still sharing with Debo and Kittle, and eventually Trey Lance is going to play. Bingo. And yeah. So what's it, what's it going to look like when that happens? Is Ayuk still going to get I mean, a lot of targets? You know, the, the thing about the 49ers quarterbacks, and obviously Lance is a different, different breed, but the guys have always, for the most part, been productive whenever they've gone to their backup, including Ayuk last year when it wasn't Garoppolo on the field. So hopefully that's the case. Um, and, and just in terms of sharing, obviously Judy's sharing with Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. And so they're both in crowded receiving cores. And what happens if they turn to Drew Locke at some point? Uh, so the 49ers, their defense is really not good this year. That means year. Bridgewater got hurt. That's what that means. <laughs> their, de- their defense is not good this year, and so they're throwing more. But they don't throw a lot, uh, but they are seventh in yards per attempt going into last night's game anyway. I, I don't think that's changed. Seventh in yards per attempt, and that's not unusual. That's what you usually get from the 49ers, very efficient offense. Um, okay, Brandon Ayuk, by the way, just to remind you, last seven games of the season, he was the number four wide receiver. Last on a, Yeah, last year on a per-game basis, number four. His pace was 105 catches, 1,333 yards, nine touchdowns, uh, and average 10 targets per game. So, back to uh, back to the waiver wire. Let's go to the tight ends. Dave, you're up. Who are the tight ends? I know you like Logan Thomas one. I do. He's my favorite, but he's only available in 50% of leagues, so people might have been putting him on the IR, and you can't get him. So if that's the case, my number one tight end would be Dan Arnold after Logan Thomas. 70% available. He's had at least 10 PPR points. In three of his last four games, I've got Cole Komet second. He's worth holding on to through the bye if you need tight end help, if you're streaming the tight end position. He's been right around that 10-point PPR mark himself. And then after that, there isn't a really great option. By the way, check to see if Pat Fryermuth is out there because he's still available in over just over 30% of leagues. Uh, Arnold second, or Arnold Thomas first, Arnold second, Komet third. Then after that, maybe somebody like Troutman or Howard. Conklin? 
Love Conklin. Not interested. Okay. Jamie loves him. Yeah, great matchup. And he's got five catches, what, three games in a row? Uh, I think he has three, five, five in his last three games, I think. So two games in a row, five catches? But he had 71 yards when he had three catches three weeks ago. Yeah, he's yeah. been pretty involved, and the Chargers are 26th against tight ends. They have faced Kelsey, Waller, Andrews, Logan Thomas, Dallas Goddard, but they they have struggled against tight ends. Um. Yeah, I was. Oh, oh, yeah, the Fryermuth. Thank you for bringing him up. Okay, so now let's put Fryermuth in this discussion. You got Fryermuth, you got Devontae Freeman, you got Brandon Ayuk. Oh, Fryermuth ahead of everybody. I mean, I, I don't think I made it clear enough for the last three weeks how much I like him. So, uh, targets have been there for him. He continues to produce. And as long as Juju Smith Schuster isn't coming back, which he's not, uh, that's a go to guy for Roethlisberger in the short area and certainly the red zone. Leads the team in green zone targets inside the 10 yard line. DSTs, Jamie? This is not a pretty week. Uh, the Ravens first, if they're still available, because Jacoby Brissett stinks. Um, the Broncos, just with the hope that what we saw last week without Von Miller is a sign of things to come because they played really well. Uh, the Panthers, just in case it is Colt McCoy, and I know their defense isn't going to get any sort of credit, but they did a decent job against the Patriots. Just their, They were on the field all day. And then the Seahawks, just with the chance of Aaron Rodgers not playing. If Rodgers plays, clearly don't even look at them, but if Rodgers is out, just keep the Seahawks in mind. Their defense was playing well prior to their bye week, and we'll see if that continues against Jordan Love. Yeah, this is an annoying week. All the all the teams that you want to stream against are facing DSTs that are widely rostered. So it's uh it's tough in that regard. And quite frankly, I'm thrilled because I'm tired of streaming teams against the Jets and then the Jets scoring 50 points. So don't have to make that mistake. That'll change this week. <laughs> I think so against the Bills. Yeah. I'm gonna. T- Heath is way too high on the Bills, though. I'll tell you that right now. Number one. Yeah, I don't know. I just just jinxing. Okay, kickers. Oh uh, no, I would say I guess he's too low on the bill. Never mind. I ruined the joke. Kickers, Jamie. Uh, Randy Bullock, Greg Joseph, Daniel Carson, and Chris Boswell. But yeah, Bullock and uh, Bullock's been awesome. Bullock, Joseph, and Carlson are all averaging nine points per game. So you, you're getting a very safe floor with what they've been doing. You know that their offenses will move the ball to whatever extent. They're not obviously converting a lot of touchdowns at this point. And so they've been very consistent. And then Boswell came off of what would look like a, just a horrific injury, uh, the con- like a horrific concussion with the hit that he took trying to be a quarterback against the Browns the week before and uh, did a nice job against Detroit. Excuse me, against the Bears. Now he gets Detroit. Very surprised that Nick Folk is the number one kicker in fantasy for the New England Patriots. Tyler Bass is number one per game. So it's per game. It's bat. I'm sure you're all interested. Bass, Nick Folk, <laughs> Matt Gay, Randy Bullock, Brian Johnson for the Saints. Uh, he's only played three games. <laughs> Daniel Carlson, Greg Joseph, and then Justin Tucker, eighth. You're all sweating. Do I keep Justin Tucker through his bye? He stinks. a bust. Kicker eight so far. Dave, we do an IDP later? No, I got some now. Let's do it. A bunch of defensive backs, Amani Hooker with the Titans, Cameron Dantzler with the Vikings. Looks like he's going to get an opportunity to play. He's giving you double-digit fantasy points and leagues that reward tackles. TJ Edwards, linebacker for Philadelphia, at least eight and a half points in leagues that give a half point for assisted tackles, full point for tackles. He's interesting. So is Aziz Al-Shair with the 49ers. And then the last one, um, defensive lineman, I just lost him, Danico Autry with the Titans. It's given you at least nine points two of his last three games. Holy cow. 
Nick Folk is the number one kicker in fantasy, and he's rostered in 66% of leagues. I think I have talked that, enough that about kickers. That a holy cow out of you. Uh, holy cow. He, uh, he's always on the injury report. That might scare some people. Yeah, you want kickers on like good offenses, but I guess it's just working out for Nick Folk. Or the Patriots. I mean, we know for years it's always been Vinatieri or Guskowski and now Folk. Yeah, usually good offenses, though. And you know what? I talked about this yesterday. I think I think I might believe Mac Jones's explanation for what he did to Brian Burns. He really. Oh, Belichick said the same thing. What that he thought Burns had the ball. Yeah, I could buy that. I I don't want to throw the dirty label on Mac Jones. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. We had a good game breakout last night. Pittsburgh 29, 27. Uh, Pittsburgh 29, Chicago 27. It, it, look, I'm not going to lie, it was really kind of boring and crappy for a while, but it got dramatic, it got exciting, and Justin Fields kind of came into his own. Dave, what were your big takeaways from Monday Night Football? Fields definitely came into his own. He made some amazing throws. I'm really excited to see his future once the Bears improve the offensive line around him and get him a better play caller than what they have right now, probably add another receiver or two along the way. Hopefully that all happens by 2022. Uh, The next takeaway, David Montgomery is back. He's clearly the lead guy for the Bears. As soon as he was healthy, they put him right back into his primary role. I think Khalil Herbert played 10 snaps. Some fantasy managers might think it's a tough decision to hang on to Khalil Herbert through the bye week. I think he's droppable. I don't think you're going to get anything for him in trade. If you try and, you know, offer him up to the guy that's got Montgomery in your league, the only way I might keep him is if I have Montgomery on my team already. Herbert's the handcuff to him, and you know that Herbert will be good if Montgomery were to miss time. Uh, Everybody knows what to do with Najee Harris. My last takeaway is Pat Fryermuth is a must-start fantasy tight end until further notice. I also think he's a sell-high candidate. Because no one drafted Fryermuth. You probably have another tight end along with Fryermuth on your team. Someone in your league is going to be desperate for a tight end. See what you can get off them in exchange for Fryermuth. Anything else? Uh, Clay, did we talk about Clay? You didn't mention Claypool, did you? I did not. All right. I'm getting pretty pretty annoyed here. Well, he got hurt. And, and he's hurt. He, got, he barely missed any time. So he had a legitimately bad game, again, for the third straight game without Juju Smith-Schuster. This is 30 yards this week. He also had 13 mm-hmm. rushing yards. He had 17 yards against Seattle. He had 45 yards against Cleveland. He's had five to seven targets in these three games. He has one touchdown on the season. Uh, I, I just I can't start him, obviously. nobody. You can't start Chase Claypool. I mean, maybe he has a big game against the Lions, but... That's the thing. It's Detroit. <laughs> yeah, they are so bad against the pass. But, I mean, is he droppable? Is Chase Claypool droppable? I wouldn't drop him yet, but you you make, a, obviously, the, the right case that it's hard to trust him. But first, let's see how healthy he is, because if he's hurt, then you can drop him. But if he plays against Detroit, I still think he's a third receiver in a three-receiver league. Kind of a fun exercise here. I don't know. I don't know how much these teams are going to regret it, but look at the five picks ahead of Justin Fields. Or is it four? Four picks ahead of Justin Fields. Detroit takes, and all these teams could use quarterbacks, I think. Detroit takes Panay Sewell. Carolina, J.C. Horn. He's been out for a while. Denver takes Patrick Sertan. Eagles take Devontae Smith. And then the Giants traded out of the 11th pick for and dropped back and got Kadarius Toney and a first-rounder in 2022. Um, Fields went 11th. How yeah, about so, the 49ers took Trey Lance at three? Yeah, Jets took Zach Wilson at two. I mean, you're, Jaguars you're, you're, took Trevor Lawrence at one. 
Obviously, Fields has the most upside, but let's not sell short what Mac Jones has done too. Sure. Good point. I think it looks like a, a pretty damn good draft. Uh, you know, Pitts, yes. Pitts and Chase, obviously great. I think Waddle and Smith have flashed. Sewell's been very good, and he's been playing left tackle, and they're going to move him back to right tackle. Um, Will I, they? I, I think so. I was actually like just reading Decker's about this. healthy, right? Decker's if Decker healthy. comes back, he's got to stay. He's got to move to left. Uh, tackle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if I'm Detroit, I want to see if that's the left tackle of the future. So I, I'd probably keep him there. All right, well, already e- know. either way, Sewell's been a, a good pick, and Sertan's been a good pick. So it's a, it's a yeah. really solid top top 11 there. Yeah, if Lance hits and Lawrence doesn't flop, absolutely. And then there's Zach Wilson. Okay, we're not, yeah, he's barely played, you know. And Wilson Lawrence, still has a shot. Lawrence, I'm not ready to say that he's a bust. Is anybody feeling even. like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if Trevor Lawrence showed us a little bit more? Of course. It, yeah, but, I mean, that team is so bad. Yeah, this is why Dan Arnold, I think, is actually interesting because his receiving core is so awful. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break here on fantasy football today. And when we come back, we got the dropometer and more waiver wire names for you. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back. Let's talk about who to drop. Jamie gave us a nice segue going into break, just dissing those Jaguars. How about Marvin Jones, 88% rostered, 0 to 10 on the dropometer? I'd give him one more week against Indianapolis, so I'll say four. If you've got your receivers covered, you should feel comfortable dropping Marvin Jones. He's a five. How about Emmanuel Sanders? He's a four. Zero. Tyler Boyd. 10 in non-PPR and 7 in full PPR. Definitely droppable during his bye week. I wonder how many catches he has this year. He's played eight. He's played nine games. I'll tell you. Does he I'll have... Take a guess. Uh, Everyone take a guess. 32 catches. Jamie, take a guess. Everybody listening, take a guess. Here's the answer. 38. Yeah, that's not really... That was my guess. <laughs> Uh, Derek Carr against the Chiefs this week. Derek Carr. Zero. No, he's droppable. It, it, uh, he's like uh, Marvin Jones. If you've got your quarterback situation all figured out, you can let him go. I'll tell you, I'm not dropping him in the league I have Jalen Hurts in. Got to see right. that, that Your plays quarterback out. situation is not figured out yeah, at all. I thought it was. Uh, Kadarius Toney. Ten. Definitely droppable. Seven. Boston Scott. Ten. Eight. Ryan Tannehill. Four. I would drop Carr before Tannehill, but both are on the on the chopping block if you're good at quarterback. I'd like to see what they look like in a better matchup 
without Henry? Adrian Peterson, drop o meter. Zero. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know get, what? He would get eaten up so quickly off the waiver wire. I hope so. <laughs> I'll tell you who. I, we haven't mentioned Deontay Foreman yet, but I don't think he's the worst flyer to take. No. It's true. It's a good call. He's the only one who looked like he had any juice. He looked the best running the ball. So Peterson and Jeremy Jeremy McNichols are 86 and 84% rostered. Any qualms with dropping them? Dave apparently would not drop Peterson. Jamie would be fine with it. I would. I didn't pick up Peterson, so I would not drop him. <laughs> How about Julio Jones? Um, two? Two. Like I said, I want to see what they look like when they're not facing the Rams. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're facing the Saints. The Saints actually give up a ton of points to wide receivers. So I bet you could get something minor in trade for Adrian Peterson if you picked him up and you're grossed out by what you saw. If Nick Folk's available, I take Nick Folk over <laughs> Adrian Peterson. <laughs> okay. To the waiver wire. So Matt Ryan is uh the top quarterback that might be available in your leagues. Of course, I don't know who's available in all of your leagues, but he's seventy three percent rostered and coming off a great game. And he's facing Dallas, and they have been better against quarterbacks, but still 26th overall. So Matt Ryan could be out there. And we don't have to spend a ton of time on this. Jamie's top uh, top options were Roethlisberger, Bridgewater, and did you say Lawrence third? I did, just with a hope and a prayer that he does something against the Colts. It's just really how bad the quarterback position is. I was just looking at matchup. Yeah. You've also got Heineke against the Bucks, Garoppolo against the Rams. I, maybe we should think more long-term here. So... Baker Mayfield versus Tra- Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. What do you think sure. about those? You want to go that route? Yeah. So who would you take if you were going to pick one, just a dart throw? Fields. Yep. And what about Tua? Where would he factor in in that discussion? I'd be dropping Tua this week. Not me. If if he's playing, I think he's a streaming caliber quarterback. We just don't know if he's playing or not. And what about Taysom Hill? You can hold when him the Saints him start him. Yeah, I think if when the Saints start him, that's when you should be excited to have him on your team. Yeah, but I'm trying to you know beat the waiver wire. He's he's yeah. the dry, right. So if you're trying to beat the waiver wire, or maybe you've got you know a quarterback that's got a buy in week 14, something like that, you can hang on to Hill. But he's a droppable player if you need the roster spot. He is 38 percent rostered. So is Justin Fields. I guess. Final question. Most upside rest of season. Mayfield, Fields, Lance, Taysom Hill, Tua Tungabailoa. Tua. Fields, Hill, Tua, Lance, Mayfield. Okay. Eh, Mayfield over Lance. Running backs. Miles Sanders might be available. He's 78% rostered. He's out another week at least. Oh, good call. Well, that's Jamie, <laughs> but thank you. I was talking to Jamie. Oh, yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> Great call. And, and J.D. McKissick, he's been on a little bit of a roll here. Eight catches, four oh, catches, call. eight catches. Thank you. That, this is all me. No, it's Jamie again. No, uh, that was Jamie again I was talking to. <laughs> facing the Bucks this week, five running backs have had five or more catches against the Bucks. Devin Singletary, potentially big opportunity against the Jets, who have allowed a, a rushing touchdown to a running back in seven straight games now. And 
Alex Collins is also on the list. He's a tough one. And how do you approach Alex Collins right now with he's clearly the starter unless Carson's back? That's kind of how I view it, right? Is that accurate? Feel accurate? I think, yeah, I, you, know, I think I you know, it's just one of those tricky scenarios that if you have a roster spot to play with, you pick him up. Because we've heard this before, coming back, not coming, in terms of Carson, coming back, not coming back, maybe not finish the season. It sounds like he's going to practice Wednesday, so hopefully that's the case. But just in the scenario, if he re-injured himself or they're not comfortable with him playing, you'd love to still have Alice Collins on your roster. And we know that the Packers' run defense has been a little inconsistent at times this year. So I think Collins could be at least a flex option if he starts again. Yeah, the question is, do you drop Alex Collins for Devontae Freeman or... Uh, Baltimore running back or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's safe. I mean, I mean, a Patriots running back. Yeah. Probably not a Patriots running back just yet unless you're looking long-term with Stevenson. If yeah. we knew that Stevenson was okay, and I'm only thinking long-term, I might take Stevenson. I would take Stevenson ahead of Collins. Yeah, and 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 we say, okay, it, it's a concussion, so you never know how those go, but it's obviously not mm-hmm. something that's going to, at least expectation, keep him out for several weeks. When you say you'd take Stevenson over Collins, you to me, you think Chris Carson is going to play at some point this season. Correct. Okay. And it could That's be That's the only way you're taking Stevenson right. over Collins. Right. right. So if he's going to practice this week, then he, yeah, he's probably going to play at some point this season, but the, Right, but the problem is if you're just looking short term, like you want to if if your waivers run Tuesday night, you want to yeah. hold Collins and not drop him because if Carson doesn't practice on Wednesday because we've heard this before, then you're going to really be upset, especially if Stevenson doesn't play this week. So if you just need somebody for this week, you're holding Hollins. Yeah. Now we got Freeman, we got Le'Veon Bell in deeper leagues, Jordan Howard. How confident are you that Jordan Howard is going to be the leading, the, the primary running back for the Eagles this week at Denver? I think you have to trust it based on what you just saw, right? I don't know. Let's let's rewind a week ago. <laughs> I know. I, I'm the one who was guilty of that. I, I like Scott better. I think a week ago it was Boston Scott was on the active roster. Jordan Howard wasn't. And whatever Howard showed them in the game against the Lions, plus whatever he showed them in practice, they felt more comfortable going with the bigger back. And so I would anticipate that he's going to be their lead rusher again. But it's hard to say. The reason why you could drop Boston Scott is you can't trust Scott this week. And then Sanders, the initial reports were a short stint on the IR. So three games. So assuming that we get to week 11 and Sanders is back, there's no reason to hold Boston Scott. So he may have a good game. But – you're not going to trust starting him. And I think we just have, have, have enough of a sample size. Like they went right to Howard and then Gainwell got the short yardage opportunity to score a touchdown uh, on the second one. So it's just, it's just why, why not believe what the Eagles showed you? Well, they, I don't know if they went right to Howard, but Howard clearly looked better than Boston Scott did on Sunday. So maybe their approach was whoever looks better is who's going to get the ball more. And Howard looked better than Scott. We've seen Howard work in short yardage situations more than Scott. So it makes sense to trust Scott or to trust Howard rather, at least for next week. Okay. Ramondre Stevenson, Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor, widely available. Hopefully you're running waivers on Wednesday night. We can get a little bit more information. Carlos Hyde is on this list just in case James Robinson does not play, but he will, but Robinson looks like he's going to play. A couple of interesting, uh, no, more than a couple. There are there are a lot of interesting running backs. Look, I understand you're not getting great production here, but Jarrett Patterson, Naheem Hines coming off a big game, Sony Michelle, uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, Ty. Jo- oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I missed. I missed two. Eno Benjamin and Ty Johnson. I yeah, them. I mean, Eno yeah. Benjamin to me is somebody that you should absolutely look to prioritize if you have a roster spot to play with because you're talking about a situation now, like you said, 
Edmonds is out four to six weeks, and he's the third guy on the depth chart. So Connor's going to get all the work, but they still gave Edmonds, uh, excuse me, gave Benjamin nine carries in that game, 39 yards, scored a touchdown. It's the most action he's had in the NFL. Um, first NFL touchdown. But if they're not going to bring somebody else in of significance to put second on the depth chart, then we know Connor's been brittle. This guy could end up being significant at some point this season. So I'm picking up, you know, Benjamin in almost every league where I can add him just to see what happens. Would you take him over Jarrett Patterson? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. The thought on Patterson, obviously, is that Gibson's got the <laughs> shin injury. Sure. But what? Okay. So the ceiling for Patterson is Gibson gets hurt. He's the running downs guy for Washington. How many games will they be in a situation where Patterson can get fed 15 touches? I don't know how many there will be. McKissick might also bleed into some of those rushing downs. Uh, and this is me just thinking out loud here and considering Benjamin because the the thought process that Jamie went through is right on. I'm I'm just not sure if Benjamin is the type of every down running back that the Cardinals would trust. He's a passing downs back. Prisco would call him an airback. Little guy, speedy, good hands, not a grinder. So Chase but, Yeah, honestly, yes. But I don't think he's going to get the same type of workload that... Totally agree. No, this, this, this is just... This is just... There's the depth chart. Take a look at the depth chart. See what they have right now and look who's out. You know, So this isn't... You know, you're picking up Eno Benjamin to plug him into your lineup. This no, is, no, no. But we're, Eno Benjamin sure. to... Just to speculate on, I, I look. I think Jared Patterson should be added as well. You know, he, it's not like we. I didn't mention him on the list, um, but I. I just don't know what the bye week did for Gibson. You know where they're going to be at if Gibson is playing. Gibson's clearly playing. You know, I, the the whole thing of two weeks ago against Denver was just so weird that he was healthy, but then wasn't on the injury report right. at the end of the week, and then Patterson played more than him. Ty Johnson. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna land on Benjamin ahead of Patterson if I'm speculating, just because both guys are an injury away from being relevant in fantasy. I would rather have the guy that's on the NFC, you know, the team contending for the number one seed in the NFC, versus a team that's contending for a top ten draft pick. Okay, and Ty Johnson is is very interesting because if Mike White plays, we know what that has meant for the pass catching running backs, but the Bills. There's only been one running back with more than 27 receiving yards. It all happened on one play, Antonio Gibson's 73-yard touchdown catch. The Bills are just great in basically every aspect of defense. But look, I, I, still- I don't want to play Ty Johnson this week, but I would like to have Ty Johnson on my roster. He's proven to be productive, and again, he's an injury away from being very relevant if Michael Carter gets hurt. Okay. And they get the Dolphins yeah. and the Texans the next two weeks. Keeper hold Jeff Wilson. I would hold him, but not a must-hold. Yep, he's in the droppable bin. Okay, Deontay Foreman. How about let's throw Deontay Foreman in there with uh, with Eno Benjamin and Jarrett Patterson. He's behind those guys for me. I think he'd be behind them for me too. But you can make the case that he's the guy behind a 36 year old running back who didn't even average three yards per carry against the Rams on Sunday night. Any love for Mark Ingram? Fifty seven percent rostered. Sure. I think if you're looking at, you know, the handcuffs, he's he's in, you know, behind the Pollards and the Madisons and the Michelles of the world, but he's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had nine carries and five catches. I, I don't think we expect that, but obviously... No, five that, catches is going to be rare. <laughs> if that happens on a semi-weekly basis, then you're going to want to have Mark Ingram. Again, it's, it's, I, I don't think Trevor Simeon is far off from Mike White of 
dump the ball off to his short area targets. Sure. All right, let's get to the wide receivers here. You can look for Corey Davis or Odell Beckham. I assume you would rather have Beckham. Much. Yeah. As of now. And Brandon Ayuk, Michael Gallup, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman. That's the top four for Jamie. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is five. And Dave, is there anything you know major that's different for your rankings? Yeah, I've got Ayuk at one. Give me Moore second, Peoples-Jones third, Mooney fourth, Gallup fifth. Wait, oh, no Bateman. Bateman sixth? Bateman's behind all of them. Bateman sixth. Okay. I think we've talked a lot about these guys. Why don't you give me your thoughts, Jamie, on Michael Gallup? Uh, he's probably back this week against Atlanta. Oh, you know, just go back to week one. Played the first half against Tampa Bay, had seven targets in the first half. So we'll see who he's going to hurt. Um, my guess would most likely be Dalton Schultz. But, you know, you're you're bringing back a talented player that, you know, hopefully could add some life to a Cowboys offense that clearly needed it last week. And so you you, you said this many a time, Adam, and it's it's right. Tie yourself to good quarterbacks and good offenses. And Michael Gallup is clearly tied to both. So great opportunity, great, good player looking for a contract. Um, we'll see if he's going to step in and, and have uh, an immediate impact. You're going to wish you picked him up weeks ago. I get the sense that there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm about Donovan Peoples-Jones. He is really a deep sure. ball guy. I'm trying to see how many times he's had more than three catches in his career, which is a short his, career. His season high so far in targets is six. So, and he's only had two games in his career with more than three catches. Right. So he'll have some big plays, and he's on a nice roll. He's got a good opportunity right now. But uh, what did Baker complete? 14 passes in the game? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds right. Yep. I don't know how many throws did he even make in the game. This was a handoff to Nick Chubb and yeah. let him take care of a lot of the work. Yep. And how many times we can say that about the Browns every week? That's the problem. It's going to be a decent amount. That's a total fact. But there are going to be some games where I think Peoples Jones start setting career highs and catches and targets and yards. Yeah, I think oh, he's, he's exactly good, worth adding. I think but. he's a good receiver. And I don't know if I would label him as just a deep ball guy. I mean, well, one of the been. deep balls he caught was a Hail Mary. He's a he's, tall, uh, he's a tall Baker, Baker, Baker attempted 21 passes, completed 14. So Tim Patrick. 41 points. Tim Patrick is 59% rostered. You know, is he more of an he's coming off a great game, 85 yards and a touchdown at Dallas, and he had 64 yards before that, but eight targets in his last two games. At 59% rostered, is Tim Patrick more of an add or a drop? I mean, I think if you're looking at it, he just continues to be productive almost every time he's on the field. And so, you know, we, we could sit here and say, and I, I I would much rather have Jerry Judy. I would probably still rather have Cortland Sutton, but in non-PPR, he's outproduced them the last two weeks. And mm-hmm. in PPR, he's outproduced them the last two weeks. And so it's not like Teddy's throwing the ball a lot either. So we'll see what happens with them moving forward. But Patrick, we know, doesn't drop the ball. Clearly, Teddy Bridgewater likes him. I don't know. I don't know if it's a byproduct of Noah Fan and, and Albert O getting hurt last week also that they're going to cons- still use you know all these three receiver sets. But as long as he continues to produce, it's hard to get away from him. Russell, I'd rather have Ayuk. Yeah, of course. Like if the choice sure. is Ayuk or Patrick, I'm, I'd rather have Ayuk. Would I rather have Elijah Moore? I might rather speculate on Elijah more than Tim Patrick. He's over got the rest of the eight season. targets in his last two games. I just don't see how he can keep this up. Uh, agreed. But mm-hmm. so Elijah Moore's targets are going to be what when Corey Davis is back on the field and Zach Wilson's playing. Like that. That's you know yeah. he has twelve targets his last two games. Yeah, what, he what might is, be right in that five target range. What What is Rashad Bateman's targets going to be when Sammy Watkins is playing? What is Donovan Peoples Jones' targets going to be when his his max is six? You know so. Mm-hmm. 
if you just, you know, I, I think People's Jones and Patrick is a fair comparison because, you know, both guys producing with minimal target share. And so who do you trust? I, I, would, I would rather buy into People's Jones to see what happens. But hmm. if I can't get him and Patrick's still sitting there, why not? All right, Russell Gage coming off a nice game, seven catches for 64 yards. He's widely available, 25% rostered. Jamal Agnew facing the Colts, who are terrible against the pass. Alan These Lazard. are the top two guys for the Jaguars, Dan Arnold and Jamal Agnew. That's all you need to know. Hey. Uh, Russell, so would you drop Marvin Jones for Jamal Agnew? You know what? If I needed immediate help, he's the one that's getting targets right now. Okay. And then Gage, is he in, inside your top 36 this week? Yes. No. Okay. Pick a Saints wide receiver. You know what? Deontay Harris is interesting because he's got 15 targets in the last two games to lead the team. Uh, Callaway has just been, you know, widely inconsistent. And Traquan Smith, he's had a couple of good games the last two weeks, but I don't want to trust him. It seems as if Simeon's got a connection with Harris right now. So if you're just looking at who do you want to buy into, that might be the guy. But honestly, it's uh, it's just mostly Alvin Kamara and nothing for the Saints. Yeah, I I would stay away. I love. It's the weirdest thing. He's got 15 targets in his last uh, two games, but he's played about a third of the snaps in each of those games. Mm. So what's going to happen is I don't think it's going to continue where when he's on the field he's just going to get a high target rate. He's either going to start to play more and keep the target production coming, or the targets are eventually going to fall off a cliff. He's he's a low end guy. He's one of those receivers. If I'm in a 14 team deep league, something like that, yes, I will pick him up. I will see what happens because I can't get my hands on Ayuk or Moore, or Patrick or Peoples Jones, et cetera, et cetera. Give me a one word answer. Who would you rather have rest of season, Tim Patrick or Van Jefferson? Van Jefferson. Patrick. Okay, Jefferson, fifty seven percent rostered. Six. Yeah, or I should six. probably put him back on the list. I took him off after the the you know, game he had, but 13 targets the two previous games. And uh, you heard me say this last week, if something happens to Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, he's he's yeah. like the wide receiver handcuff mm-hmm. because his targets would spike and hopefully his production would follow. So Matt Stafford likes him. Uh, clearly, we, we've we seen, you know, prior to the, the, the Titans game, he had three straight, you know, productive games. I think it was 11 or more PPR points in three straight. Um, so, yeah. Van Jefferson for sure should be on this list. That's my bad. Van Jefferson is probably worth adding if you're relying on Cup and Woods each week. Right. Just to have uh, you, handcuffing receivers is kind of dumb, but this is one instance where it makes some sense. Okay, let's go to the tight ends here. There actually are a lot of players that are in the 75 to 80% range. Uh, like, well, Fryermuth is 69% rostered. How about this? Would you rather have Fryermuth or Dawson Knox? Probably Fryermuth right now, but they're the same type of guy. Okay, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. I said I this. I took on, him off. <laughs> you know what though? He. You shouldn't though, because he is. He is one of three Rams who are top five in the NFL in targets inside the ten yard line. Three yeah. Rams. That is unbelievable. Where the hell are the touchdowns? But he's not converting. He had one. He stepped out of bounds just barely. Yeah, I mean, are you trusting him against San Francisco? That's one of the things they've actually done well is defend tight ends. And then they have their bye in week eleven, so it's that's why I took him off. I just like I don't I'm not starting Tyler Higby if I don't have to. Like I'd start Arnold over him. I start Logan Thomas over him. That's cool. I, in terms of touchdown or bust tight ends, though, he's got the most targets inside the ten yard line of any tight <laughs> and end. He's and he's touchdown. on the and he's on the Rams. They throw a lot of touchdowns. All right, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Noah Fant going into a bye. 
Jared Cook's staying. I mean, like Jared Cook, there's just who's going into a bye? Oh wait, no, Noah Fan's not not Noah Fan. No, Noah Fan has the best matchup on the table, so hopefully he plays. Yeah. Oh, he has the Eagles. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Komet's on by, Evan Ingram's on by, the Texans duds are on by, and CJ Uzama is on by. Okay, so all these guys are available. Fryermuth, Fant, Knox, Higby, Henry, Cook. Who are you taking? Fryermuth. And Knox. Yes, sir. Fryermuth and Knox. Okay. Dan Henry's Arnold. interesting if John Smith is out. He's obviously that's touchdown or bust. Uh Yes. He's got five in his last six games. But yep. if John Smith misses the game with a shoulder injury, then much more interested in Henry. I don't even think it matters. John who plays doesn't play. I don't care. Henry's the same. How about would you drop Hunter Henry or Noah Fant for Dan Arnold or Logan Thomas? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't drop Fant. Yeah, no. But you drop I would drop Henry. Henry for, for Arnold sure. or, or Thomas. Okay. Yes, especially yep. PPR. What about Conklin? Um, Probably for Conklin. I'd rather have Conklin than Henry, yes. In PPR. Non-PPR, give me Henry. Right. And Jeff Swaim has caught a touchdown in two straight games, and he has nine targets. He's Titans tight end. Doing a nice little job there. Yeah, he's playing well. And David Njoku catches a touchdown every now and then. Has big game every now and then. Okay, Uzama. Drops Uzama going into his bye week. Ten. Yes. How about the surging Evan Ingram? Yeah, you don't have to hold him. Drop kick him into the sun. Ravens, Broncos, Panthers, Seahawks. Those are our favorite DST streamers. Ravens, Broncos, Panthers, Seahawks. And Seattle kick- only if Rodgers is out. Yeah, there you go. And and Panthers only if Kyler's out. You're right. Randy Bullock. Uh, Randy Bullock for the Titans is our favorite You're a kicker. The old Bullock. Greg Joseph for the Vikings, Daniel Carlson, and Chris Boswell. Cool. Good show, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash today. Have a great day. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.